Hello, good morning, Andre here. Welcome to another episode of The Daily. This episode finds you on the 7th of August, Friday, and we are approaching what would be another long weekend here in Singapore. I'm sure many of you are looking forward to it, and I pray that this day would be sufficient for you to get all that you need to done so that you can enjoy the long weekend. As all of you would have heard by now, this is episode 100 of The Daily and after this episode, we will be taking a season break and coming back sometime in the future with fresh content and possibly a fresh format. And so all you loyal listeners of The Daily, thank you so much for tracking along with us. We are at episode 100, ladies and gentlemen. It's something that I am certainly celebrating today. What a feat. And for that being said, let us begin a final podcast for season 1 of The Daily. Well, episode 100, ladies and gentlemen. I am personally surprised and impressed that we have made it this far together. Uh, first of all, shout out to Exo, uh, uh, one of our staff and my friend. Uh, who has personally edited every single episode of The Daily. I'm pretty sure by now he's pretty sick of the voice and the jingle that accompanies all of these podcasts. And also Pastor Janice, who uh, jumps in to do anywhere from one to two episodes per week. Uh, she and I have really co-helmed uh, The Daily and have been pretty much in charge of the content since day one. And so shout out to Axel and Janice and also to all you loyal listeners. Thanks so much for tracking along with us. Well, with this final episode, I've been racking my brains and praying into what would be a good word to share with you uh, even as we conclude our first season of the podcast. And recently, I've been really taken to the idea of seasons. I believe we all go through seasons in life. We talk about seasons as a good season or a bad season, a trying season or a fruitful season, a season where everything seems to go well and a season where everything seems to go poorly. But even as I read scripture and particularly the Psalms uh, and the language surrounding seasons, and there's a lot of it in the Bible, seasons aren't necessarily described as a good season or a bad season. It is approached as something that brings about something new, be it a fresh experience or task or assignment or manner of engagement. Different season brings about different experiences and fruit you know perhaps because we live in singapore we don't really have a concept of seasons but if you live in somewhere like north america you would experience winter summer autumn spring and different seasons carry with it different uh, feelings and experiences if you want to categorize a particular season as a bad season or a good season it is just a different season it's just not the same as the other and I've been really taken to this idea that God in some seasons calls us to bear down, to work hard, to toil, to labor. We think of all the agrarian metaphors in the Bible of sowing seeds, of planting, of working, of tilling the ground. And in some seasons, God calls us to rest and to even let the ground rest such that it may bear fruit. 
And this is something called uh, fallowing the ground. It's leaving uh, the ground to lie fallow, to remain unseeded, uneaten and unspoiled for a season or more. It is one of the best ways farmers can allow the land to replenish its nutrients and regain its fertility. It also in some ways prevents erosion uh, and it's overall really good for land. It's not to seed it, it's not to put stuff in it, it's not to work it anymore, but to let it rest. And we see uh, even God calling for the people of God to practice resting the land, letting the land fallow. In his word, uh, in his commands, he says this in Exodus 23, that for six years you shall sow your land and gather in its yield, but on the seventh year you shall let it rest and lie fallow. And I really feel that in the next season, especially when it comes to the podcast, and for some of you, we are going to enter into a fallow season. Now, this is not something new to our church. Many churches all around the world practice a fallow season. It can be a fallow month or a fallow year, but it's just a time where we uh, restrain ourselves from toiling too much to rest, to engage in deep intentional rest and trusting that God is working while we are resting. Because if you think about it, to rest is an act of trust. To lie fallow is to engage in a season of rest and trust. And one of the things I love about these agrarian metaphors and and cycles and seasons is that it leads us to experience God, His grace, His goodness, His kindness in different dimensions. One of the first words that we received as a leadership surrounding this uh, moment that we're all experiencing together, where we, uh, for a good chunk of the time, have been homebound, we're unable to uh, do much of our usual Uh, routines and and do much of the usual activities that make up for our life one of the first words that we receive as a leadership about this moment is that we are entering into a kind of involuntary sabbath where it almost feels like god in his goodness in his sovereignty is pushing pause on all of our lives on the life of the church uh with our calendar being severely disrupted uh pushing pause in your own life perhaps you've been adopting a kind of pace that is unsustainable that you have been pushing yourself to such a degree where you no longer are able to rest well and abide in god god almost in his sovereignty push pause such that the whole world was in rest mode now i don't know how many of us actually felt that the last few months have been restful and restorative to us perhaps you have been for the most part occupied in your mind with thoughts about the future fearing what the future holds anxiety about the present being uh in strife perhaps relationally because you're cooped up at home for extended periods of time you perhaps don't feel like this last few months have been restful and restorative for your soul and it's with this final episode that i'll like to leave with you a pastoral advice for this season and that is for you to seriously and prayerfully consider a time of intentional rest and by that i not talking about mindlessly binging on Korean dramas on Netflix or just staying at home and doing absolutely nothing. But I think there is an aspect of rest that is not just uh, seizing activity, but it is a kind of God-directed activity where we abide in God, in His presence, and allow the one 
who can truly refresh and restore our souls to do a deep work in us. All of our relaxation techniques and our mechanisms for coping with stress will come to naught. They are not enough. They will never be able to restore us to the full. But God, He who is living waters, He who quenches our very thirst, such that we will never thirst again, He is the one who can fully truly satisfy us and so rest is a kind of time where we set aside to seek god in his presence and allow his spirit to refresh us and renew us because our busyness is destroying our peace and our souls it eliminates margin and it deeply affects our bodies whether you are a c-suite executive or stay-at-home mom we all feel on some level perpetually overwhelmed our pace of life and obsession with accomplishing more, are also touching our souls and many today are suffering from a form of spiritual death. Our souls are slowly dying from being overwhelmed and neglected. But yet the maker of our bodies, God himself, knows our limitations and what overwork can do to us. And that is one reason that from the beginning, from the opening pages of scripture, he impressed a rhythm of alternating work and rest into time. This practice is what we commonly know as Sabbath, and it's one practice that many consider outdated to their own peril. And it's into this world of non-stop pursuit of achievement and unbridled ambition that God calls us to intentionally practice rest. I think of this passage from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11, which says, Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. Notice the language, let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest. In some translations, it says, therefore, let us strive be diligent, labor to enter that rest. Now, that's not what we commonly understand rest to be. We think of rest being where there is no activity, when our schedules are cleared, then we sort of slide into rest. But the writer of Hebrews seems to suggest that it looks different. It looks like something we have to intentionally fight for almost coming against opposition in order to enter against and i really believe that there's opposition to our rest today and that opposition might look like you being a perfectionist wanting to make sure that everything is in order before you are able to rest or perhaps it's your ambition wanting to do more be more have more that is an opposition to your rest or perhaps it's anxiety it's worry thinking that if you aren't constantly working perhaps people will think lesser of you or if you're unconstantly working you won't have enough in the future all of these mindsets and mentalities come against our rest and they scheme and war against our minds but the god of the universe he who created all things he who is all powerful he who holds all things together he who is the most in demand being in all of the cosmos rested on the seventh day of creation and thus inaugurating a divine rhythm that he calls for all of creation to adopt six days of work and a seventh day of rest when the people of god fell out the ground on the seventh year it was an act 
to which they affirm that God's provision and not human labor alone was the ultimate source of good. That though they toil, though they work, ultimately it was God's provision, His grace that was the source of all that is good. And so in a way, rest is an act of trust, is an act of acknowledging that God is indeed the one who provides all things, who holds all things together. In choosing to affirm this, we are reminded that God is at work even when we are not. And we are freed from the ridiculous lie that everything depends on us. And now this is something that I am starting to learn and hoping to internalize more and more in the coming months and years. Now let me be honest to say, when we first explored as a team of pausing the daily of taking a break, at episode 100, I was first off glad to be able to take a break so that I'll be able to come back stronger. But very quickly, almost instantly, it shifted to anxiety and fear. It was anxiety over whether you guys, listeners of The Daily, would be able to find spiritual nourishment aside from the podcast. That is so foolish to even think about. And it was also fear. Fear that perhaps I wasn't doing my job well in this time. I wasn't feeding you enough. And all these kind of thoughts came to my mind. Thoughts of fear and insecurity. And I started to spiral. But then, almost as quickly as I began to spiral, the Lord put me, pulled me out of that pit as he spoke to me and said, Andre, surely their spiritual lives are not dependent on you. I am the head of the church and I am the Lord of your life and of the lives of the people that you lead. Now that was an immensely freeing thing to hear as I was reminded that your life, you know, even though I try to my best to work hard, to teach, to pastor you as best as I can in this time. Ultimately, it isn't my effort that sustains you, but it is God and His Spirit that does the deep work. I'm reminded of this great psalm in Psalm 127 where the writer writes, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the gods stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. I love that language. It is the Lord that builds the house. It is the Lord that watches over the city. And that last line, he grants sleep. He gives rest to those he loves. And because we know we are loved by God and helped by him, that he builds our house, that he watches over us, we can rest in complete trust and assurance in our God. And so as a final piece of pastoral advice as we wrap up this season of the daily, it's for you to consider a time of intentional rest, of lying fallow and allowing yourself to be replenished and rejuvenated for the next leg of life. Because we all need rest. We need physical rest, we need to sleep deeply, to delight in our senses, to release stress, to step back and recover 
from the pace of modern life. We need emotional rest. We need to be able to lower our guard and be authentic, be ourselves before God and people to lay down the concerns and conflicts of the week to be known and loved by Him. We also need intellectual rest. We need to stop having to deconstruct lies and stories and think uh, and instead feast on God's truth. We also need social rest. We need to be able to take a break from having to be on and give out to those around us all the time. And we also need spiritual rest to stop. Sometimes I'll need to be on mission for God and do things for His kingdom and to instead stop and instead enjoy God's presence and His good gifts toward us. When we move from exhaustion to rest, we move from fear to trust, from anxiety to peace, and from control to utter surrender. Rest requires intentionality. It's especially so for many of us who live in this city and have adopted a pace of life that no longer permits us to abide in God. And as always, I highly, highly advocate for you to practice a day of rest every week, to practice the Sabbath. It is a gift of a weekly place for restorative rest. Hear me in saying this, God is not glorified and culture, the world we live in, is not renewed when the church is filled with driven and exhausted Christians that look like much of the world. In that light, practicing the Sabbath is not a burden, but a gift that enables us to find rest, perspective, delight and grace amid the pressures of a demanding culture. And it's with that that I would like to close off with perhaps the one passage of scripture that has been the most life-giving for me in the last three years. It's from Matthew chapter 11, the words of Jesus. And he says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Are you weary? Are you burdened today? Because God invites you. Jesus himself has invited you to come to him and he will give you rest. He goes on to say, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Today we are invited by Jesus himself to come to him in the midst of the pressures of the world we live in, our burdens, our tiredness, our anxiety, our worry and fear to come to Him and He will give us rest as we trust in Him. And so this morning as we wrap up the podcast, let's spend a few moments resting and abiding in God's presence. I believe right now, even as you're listening to this podcast, perhaps your heart is beginning to be tuned your ears quicken, senses enlightened to sense God's presence all around you. Wherever you're at in this day, I invite you to get into a position that is comfortable, that is restful for you. It could be sitting down, it could be lying down. I invite you right now to take a deep breath in. As you do so, imagine the air filling up your lungs and take a breath out. 
And as you breathe out, exhale out all the anxiety, worry, and apprehensions you may feel this day. And take another deep breath in. As you do so, picture yourself inhaling His grace, His peace, His provision that's for you. And take another breath out. And as you do so, feel the tension on your shoulders begin to leave your body as you feel all the stress that you've accumulated maybe all through a week leave your body as you breathe out. And let's spend a few moments this day breathing in and out and being present even in our breaths as we allow God, His Spirit, His presence to do a deep work in us. As we come to Him, He gives us rest. All our burdens and weariness in a manner of divine exchange is traded for His rest, His strength, His grace. Let's spend a few moments this morning doing so. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing so. Let me pray for you even as we close off this podcast. Father, we thank you that you have given us every reason to rest. We can trust our whole lives to you completely. You are a good Father and we can trust your provision and your grace that's for us. Where we rest is not a man, it's not an act of recklessness, but it's an act of trust in our God who never fails. So we pray today, give us grace to enter, to labor, and to rest. We thank you for this grace that you've given us. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Daily. On behalf of Pastor Jennings and Axel and myself, I would like to thank you once again for utilizing this resource. We'll be back in due time with a new format, but until then, stay connected, stay safe, revisit some old episodes if you like, and for one final time, have a good day, grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the daily podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.